As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our Guys, I have a problem. Oh, no. What is that? I didn't watch the episode. No. What? Yeah, I didn't. But how about we just fudge it, like go through it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's this do it. This will be the episode that I watch after we, I mean, <laughs> I do remember stuff. <laughs> oh um, but I'm leaving on a, I haven't been out of the country in like five years and I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm like very nervous. So, cause I have so going? much to do. So. <laughs> Ah, okay. okay. Are you going to Italy Sorry, too? Because everyone's in Italy. <laughs> it is all good. Um, yes. Okay. Well, let's well let's jump on in and uh, <laughs> we'll, see we'll, what happens. I'm going to rely <laughs> on you guys. Uh, all right. Welcome okay. to our show. 
Welcome to our show. Welcome to Welcome our show, Welcome to folks. our show, everyone. I, I want to start this episode off by saying, Hannah, I focused, I watched, I actually watched this episode technically overall three times hmm. when it originally aired and then twice yesterday. Once to take notes and two to look for the bear. <laughs> did you look? Really? Did you are find you joining it? my team right now? Are just, you on the bear hunt? Am I on the what? Bear hunt with me. No, but I just, I, I, this, you, you, you do such a bad job of finding the bear. <laughs> That I was like, I said, let me see if if see I find it. I thought it that was a nice it. thing. I, I thought you were like, you know what? You do this alone. I'm going <laughs> to join you. And no, it's just shady. You just being shady to me. I wasn't being shady. I'm just, I'm actually curious this episode to see if you found the bear. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, now I have to prove your shady remark true because I did not. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Did you find it, Lamar? You know, I it's a it's a long shot, but I think I did. Mm. Ooh, tell us. It's a long shot. So, when Schmidt talks about himself being a baby, and he said he was breakdancing as a baby, and you did the flashback in the beginning scene. Yeah. In that flashback, there are teddy bears all behind <gasps> the baby. Count it counts. The teddy bears. That's it. Teddy bears. Wow. That I don't is think also, by the shot. way, thank you for joining Team Bear. That's but, a confirmed bear. But this is my question for you. I say it's a long shot because they were stuffed dogs. Do, do those <laughs> count as teddy bears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put oh, that up man. to our listeners. Do dogs count as bears? <laughs> no, they don't. I'm just don't. curious. Do dogs well, count as Well, I got all bears? excited. And I finally had someone helping me with this. You know who actually is the best at helping this? Our <laughs> listeners. Because they DM me after the fact and go like, girl, this is where the bear was. So if you guys find the bear, because I'm sure it's in this kid's episode, let me know and I will screenshot your DM and I will put it up. Oh Help us out, guys. I thought we I was doing you. a good thing. <laughs> you, you, you literally are, you are worse than me. Twice, once for you and once for me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that shot of the baby mm-hmm. in a wig being baby Schmidt doing baby break dancing is one of the funniest things I feel like we've ever had on the show. I oh, remember yeah. there was like a whole thing about that baby wig too. Do you guys remember <laughs> that they were like spray painting the baby wig and then everyone was like, wait, you can't spray paint a, a baby wig <laughs> and then put it on a real baby. Oh my gosh! If that baby is bald forever, we know why. <laughs> oh, no, they no. didn't put the wig on on the baby. Oh, okay. it was it was found worded. A, a baby yeah. safe wig. They put a weave. They put a lace front weave on the baby. They put okay. a weave on. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. One of it's so funny. This whole thing starts with this cold open of Zoe and I sitting on the edge of the bed together, and mm-hmm. my character thinks that she well she's late, so she could be pregnant with Schmidt's baby. And I remember that two shot. That whole thing is basically a two shot of like you, Zoe, holding me. Mm. And we just have that like long stare of horror of imagining what a Schmidt baby would be. And I remember <laughs> shooting it because it was the lines are written so, so funny. This is Leslie Wake Webster and Donna Carey wrote this episode. But the lines were so, 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 so funny and all the alts of what a Schmidt baby would be that it was really hard to not break. Yeah. Um, I just remember that and that two shot being like, okay. And we have to look horrified, but it was such a funny scene to shoot. And I love the foreshadowing of that particular scene because again, the lines are so funny and the things you two are describing about (laughs) the Schmidt baby 
and when we foreshadow, you know, cut to the future, obviously for the fans of the show, you you know that your your kid turns out to be fantastic. And he's also a great dad. Yeah. And the kid yeah. is really great. Right. But the fear was like, would would he would the baby just want to nurse all the time? Yeah. That line <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's really funny, actually. You're right, that by the end of the series, you exactly get to see what that baby looks like and is like. And right. Schmidt is as a dad. And the huge fear of this episode is Cece thinks she's going to be a bad mom. Exactly. Which so, turns out in certain episodes, maybe she is, but she's great. No. She's a good mom. Showing up shady. I will say this. This I, I wasn't in this episode too much, but the thing that I enjoyed about this episode, you know, was were the guest stars. The the fantastic guest stars, Gene Triplehorn, uh, Chloe Bridges, Annalise mm. Basso, you got Phil Hendry, obviously, who, who plays Joe Napoli. Um, but I remember wa- watching this episode going, why, why do these people look so familiar to me? Um, <laughs> it, obviously, Gene Triplehorn, but, you know, Chloe Bridges, for example, who played Chloe, the 18 year old that Nick was dating in the episode. I <laughs> realized that I'd been around her a lot. She's married. Adam Devine. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, I know her. I was like, oh, that's how I, because we were just, <laughs> I just knew her from you know being from out real with life. Adam in real life, and I forgot because I didn't do any scenes with her in this this episode. But I put two and two together that oh, we technically been on the same show together. Look at it's that. funny because I remember shooting this episode really clearly because it was really funny and, um. It was before any of us were parents. And so it was these characters exploring this idea of parenthood and what it looks like and means. And I think all of us in our own minds were, you know, in that same space because it was just all hypothetical to us, just like with the characters. But Lamorne, like your storyline, <laughs> <laughs> I had no recollection of because they really just put you like out in the wild, like w- with almost zero overlap. I will say this. And there were moments, again, in this first season, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep saying it. Not my favorite season. I'm going to keep saying it. I, 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 I'm okay, and I'm okay with it. Oh, season one? Season one. Not your favorite. For your character. Oh. For my character. For your no, character. The, yeah, the, yeah. For the show. The show is good. Great. Are you serious? For you. No, no. You didn't. You didn't get like, you know what it was? Like, it was because you kind of joined a little leader. And I think the writers were experimenting with you and just throwing stuff at you and yeah. seeing what you do best. And I think. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the episode where you first start puzzling because as yeah. soon as <laughs> I think puzzling was the gateway into Winston's soul. Yeah. Um and all of a sudden like when Winston got like quirky and Birdshire and like like you know um prank Sinatra and I mean all those <laughs> yeah. weird quirky things that we weren't expecting when you first came on you were supposed to be like a really good basketball player who was really cool and stronger than everyone. And then you turned into a bird shirt wearing prank, yeah. <laughs> prank doing, <laughs> puzzling, kind of quirky guy, which yeah. we love. The you were adorable. I was what? You were adorable. I was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was very, it's very interesting to watch it and remember and, and, in certain moments, obviously we all grow as performers. This being my first show, a lot of it was the fact that I was still uncomfortable a little bit. And I will say, 
watching it now, all I can, I cringe because I go, why did I make that choice? The obvious choice, Lamorne, would have been to do this. Or why mm. didn't you do that, you dumbass? Like, why would <laughs> you? Know, that's, that's all I can think of when I'm watching, especially this episode in particular, because, you know, Phil Hendry is so funny. And I felt mm. like I could have, I could have done different things, you know, to complement what he was doing in those scenes. Well, I always say that the like mark of an actor is that you're like on the plane flying home from making the movie and you're looking out the window and then you're like, ah, that's how I should have played the character. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole thing is done and then you figure out how you should have done it. You know, Yep. I've never had anyone say that, Zoe, (laughs) and that I feel like is me all the time, like in the car, driving home from the lot. And then going like, oh, no. Oh, I got it. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have done. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, next time. And it's just that every single time on the it's drive It's a piece home. of time. Yeah. We have to think of it. It's it's a piece of time. It's, a piece it's of not time. you now. It's you then. And, uh, and we say that's yep. the choice we made back then. Yep. This episode, one of the craziest things I realize now, because it's nuts, is that Jess is taking care of Russell's daughter. Sarah and the whole time I'm just waiting for like Dermot to like be in the episode yeah but and he's not not. like you're like the new girlfriend yes you're Sarah's teacher but the the mom drops her daughter off to you Mm -hmm. and then just like deuces bye and I'm like what are both parents doing that you're dropping off your daughter to the well, girlfriend who lives with I know roommates, a lot male roommates. Who, I mean, I think they're different types of parents, but some parents are <laughs> like, true. hey, you're willing to watch the kid? Yeah. Here you <laughs> Thank go. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll uh, take this opportunity. That's true. That's true. Free child care is yeah. not to be Guys, at. It's so not you're right. to listen, it's t- tempting. Especially like it's the kid's teacher, so like you know, probably yeah. pretty trustworthy, right? Yeah, I think so. You're, you're yeah. yeah, you're a school teacher, and she's, she's in middle school, so it's not like she's so young. It's not like dropping off a baby, you know? Right. But here's the thing: you live with grown male roommates, and what happens? Yeah, that, I mean, I'm this, not like, saying I would do it. <laughs> I would yeah. not. But this teenage girl, then young teenage girl, has a crush on one of are... the male roommates she's <laughs> staying with. I'm like, it's all parental fears. And she has, and, she, and what's interesting is that she has a lot of questions. Like, what's a Lots dry of questions. Have you ever done a 99? Have you ever done Mm-mm. it animal style? <laughs> I'm not dropping I my daughter off. I forgot about all this, nowhere. and I'm like very uncomfortable. Even like uh, here are the six questions, right? Are you in love with my dad? Do you and my dad ever dry lump? Is sexting cool? Have you ever done a 99? Have you ever given someone plow chops? How do you make love to a person animal style? <laughs> this is what you'll. Well, <laughs> the only animal style I know is the one for the fries at In and Out. In and Out. That's right. <laughs> That's Secret it. menu. That's right. But I'm going to answer some. I'm going to actually go through and answer some of these questions. No, I'm not in love with anyone's dad. I'm not. (laughs) Okay. All right. Unless their dad is Zoe Kravitz. Um, Do you (laughs) and my dad ever dry hump? I've dry humped before. It hurts. Is sexting (laughs) cool? Only when it's consensual on both ends. You don't want to sex the person when they're not expecting it. 
That's, That's creepy. right. You ever done a 99? Still trying to figure out what that one is. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Plow chops? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do I ever make love animal style? <laughs> no, I'm a very boring lover. Uh, so there you go. You don't like animal to pour thousand island dressing <laughs> all over all. your bed? Not or... at all. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, I, I guess uh, okay. I'm going to just say that's what it is. Yeah. Making love animal style is just thousand island dressing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or secret sauce. Into it, but not me. It's not. Yeah. Justin yeah. gives the advice of choose someone who makes you laugh. I think that's very good advice. I I agree. I, I agree. So. I think so for sure. I will say this in my in my life, that's how I date. You know, that's that's how I feel comfortable with someone who 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 I laugh at, and laugh with. You know, and that's, that's there's a difference there though. Yeah. What'd you say? That's, <laughs> there's there's a nuance difference there. There's someone you laugh at. Yeah. Or someone you laugh. <laughs> no, they're with. always laughing at me. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Always laughing and at I, me. <laughs> I feel like this whole podcast is Zoe and I just laughing at you. Yeah. They're like, he's so stupid. All right. I'm we're going to go to break. No, when we come but, back, we'll um, continue laughing at one. <laughs> You're not stupid. You're just um, sometimes laughable. Yeah, like, <laughs> All right. We're so going to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, huh? oh! run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With our very dear friends, Lamorne and Hannah. Yes. <laughs> and Zoe. The three this of us. The three musketeers. That, I, I honestly, it's one of those things because it was so long ago where I don't know what came first. Like if the show, the sh- like what happened in the show or if we were talking about something on set and it made it into the show eventually. Which is, which of the characters are which golden girl? Oh, mm. Yeah. Right, I feel like we had discussed this, yeah, and then for sure. all of a sudden it was in the show, or maybe it was, you know, written on the page, and we then started talking about it. I don't know which one. Okay, I mean, I I know who's who. <laughs> okay, oh. go for it. Go for it. Okay, um, Nick is Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Jess is Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Winston Sophia. <laughs> and, and Schmitz Blanche. Yeah, she's. She, and then, and then Cece, you're the guy who comes to date. One of the guys who comes to date Blanche. <laughs> That's true. I try to sweep Blanche off her feet. Mm-hmm. Blanche, yeah, Blanche is the. You know what's so interesting? I don't remember. The I remember the Golden Girls, obviously, but I don't remember their character traits. I did a sketch mm. at Second City back in the day and and one of the i forget who wrote the 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 sketch but it was called the um the golden life the golden facts of life it was a mix between golden girls and facts of life (laughs) oh that's good and i just remember um what were the names again judy who was it judith judy there's Judy. no Judy. Blanche, yeah, yeah. Rose. No, it was Judy from Judy from Facts oh, of Life. Ch- no, tr- oh, Judy. Oh, yes. Judy. And it, Trudy, 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 Trudy. No, it was Tootie. Tootie? Yeah, Tootie. Yeah. So, well, there's Tootie, Tootie Blair, and Joe. This. Um, okay, wait. Tootie, <laughs> Joe, uh, what's the snobby one? I, I gotta just so, Google it. You so, all made so, laugh So I remember the song, but the today. song went a little bit like this. Well, there's Tootie, Blair, and Dorothy. The slut is Blanche. She's 93. The golden life. The golden facts of life. <laughs> and that's how I remember that Schmidt was Blanche. Just because yeah. of that lyric in the sketch. And I was like, oh, the, the one that to be out there in the streets. That's Schmidt. Okay. I love it. I would I would have really given a lot to, to have seen that. If you're listening, Let's and you wrote that it sketch. When you do your late night show. <laughs> yeah, if you Did you take? Did someone tape that sketch? Could they send that in? Come on DM down. <laughs> send us a copy. So Sarah, so Sarah, you know, your um, Russell's daughter. She's mm-hmm. in love with Nick. Now we touched on it a little bit. Is this? I, I had a hard time. Not a hard time watching it. It was a little weird. Like she was. It's creepy. In love with young girls with their first crush. It's intense. It's super, super intense. But I mean, also weird choice. Like Nick feels like a man, you know, like usually like a a first crush is like Harry Styles or something who's more like has a more. Not that Harry Styles is not a man, but he's like like Jake has this like he's from Chicago. You know, he's like he's like a move furniture for a living type of vibe (laughs) whereas like harry styles feels like boyish and like he's only ever done music you know um that feels more like a thirst crush than a, you know yeah it is a surprising choice very very surprising but really she was there without her parents alone with two men because winston's just running around in the streets and so she only had two options (laughs) Of who she was going to find cute in that loft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was 50-50. 50-50. Do you remember your first crush? I remember my first crush. Um, Not real life person crush, but like first crush on a, on a movie I saw. And I was like, oh my gosh. Which was Johnny Depp in Cry Baby. Oh. I mean, great that choice. Game over. Yeah. Great choice. It was gross when he I'm drank not his sure tears, but yeah. About yeah, now. he did. Yeah, he but did. that whole movie is weird on a rewatch, man. But he is a very good-looking man in that movie. Very good-looking. Very. To this day, I'm like that movie. I'm like, <laughs> wow. So I liked anyone on TV who wore glasses. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, that is my type. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, does like Jonathan wear glasses? No, I wish, like, I mean, I would be, like, he, I would be happy if he did. Like, I'm happy if he does or doesn't, but, um, but, like, you know, he's my number one type now. But I'm just talking about when I was, like, 11. I I feel like like now, if Jonathan's listening to this, he's going to go out and just stare at the sun. (laughs) He's going to be like. He actually, you know what, he has a, he has a pair of, he has a pair of reading glasses, but he doesn't wear them very much. No, no, no. You got to tell him to read more. That, that, That's that right. Pick up some books, Jonathan. <laughs> I, love, I love a Clark Kent, Jonathan. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Handsome, right? Clark Kent. I think, Christopher my, I think mine was Tyra Banks. Super Tyra cool. Banks yes. was my first I feel crush. like Tyra Banks was a lot of people's first crush. That's true. But she's the only person that I've ever, aside from like basketball players, that I put a poster on my wall of. So Jonathan was had that a poster Sports of Illustrated on his wall too when he yeah. was a kid or yep. you yeah. know, a teenager. <laughs> so I think everybody yeah had that same poster. Yeah, I I still have that poster actually. I I still have it. So Tyra, if you're listening, can you sign it for me? <laughs> Tyra, <laughs> I did. I had a meeting with Tyra Banks about something, and she was the coolest, kindest, most wonderful person. And I tried to stay professional. I met time. her Damn. at a party once and I was just like, her eyes are so pretty. And I was like, right? mesmerized. Like, oh my I was like, okay. that's right. She's like, like almost like hypnotic like into a void. And you see here, you're just like, whoa. Have you got a shower like, sense? Whoa. Can I be in your, air, your, your aroma? <laughs> I, have, I have not showered four in years three ago, years. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I've showered about. Try not to be weird, but I did. Okay, sorry. Several thousand times, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's something that's in this episode that I think is, uh, that we, we again, we we, we kind of glossed over it a little bit. Um, mm. Cece thinks she's pregnant. Okay, <laughs> she thinks she's pregnant. How, how scary is that moment? Like, I, you know, you could, Ooh, I, I on the surface scary. go, you know, it's a, how scary is that? Even in a relationship, is it scary or is it, is it? It depends if you're on trying. It depends on where wonderful. you are in your life and <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. But there was a funny. I'll, I'm going to sum it up. There was like a funny. <laughs> um, I think it was like an onion headline or a reductress headline. Um, but it was like, um, woman <laughs> turns 34 and goes from being terrified she will become pregnant to. Um, being terrified she will never be pregnant. <laughs> and I think I think it represents just that if you're at a place, not that 34 is the thing, but if you're at a place in your life where like you're like, yeah, I'm settled enough. I have enough money to take mm-hmm. care of a child, you know, pay for a child, like, you know, all that stuff, you know, and you have the time to do it and you have the support in whether it's a partner or community or whatever, then it's, it's fine. And it's, you know, if it's planned, obviously, um, but if it's not very scary, I think, cause also as a, as a female, your body goes through a lot of changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot of scary things. You know? Yeah. I think Cece's reaction is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that was something she was expecting. And it also is forcing her then to look at her relationship with Schmidt in a whole different light. In mm-hmm. a whole different light. 
And I remember that moment because there's that moment where she starts screaming at Sarah, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of like loses her cool and is super frustrated and then has that self-awareness of like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a terrible mother. Mm -hmm. And then Schmidt overhears and comes in and says, are you pregnant? And it's one of those really super sweet foundational moments for those two characters because the reaction of him just like falling to his knees and putting yeah. his hands on the belly and saying we made a caramel miracle, I just think shows like their path for that whole series. And it's so sweet and kind. And then he makes her a mocktail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's actually like it's super, super sweet. There are two moments in this in this episode that I found to be interesting, obviously going backwards in time mm. and looking at it. Um, you know, when Sarah's asking Jess, you know, does she find Nick hot? And and I think, you know, we know obviously where it's going. Like that's the mm. that's the thing. It's Nick and Jess. Well they won't they but I thought that was a really cool just mm -hmm. moment of like because he's got this other girl there this, uh, this young girl is telling is telling <laughs> Jess how amazing Nick is and you're like yeah you know it's fine he's okay he's okay <laughs> I thought, it's all right <laughs> I thought that was interesting especially now that we know how it ended up and and in this particular moment we don't know what's happening with Cece and um and Schmidt but in this moment we see he was going to propose to you early on like I thought that was wild I didn't you know I didn't remember that moment because obviously the will they won't they between your two characters gets a little crazy later on in the later years but mm. I didn't I forgot that he was gonna propose to oh, you yeah, the marry me at the, yeah. the tag at the end of the episode yeah, yeah it's wild like he just he dives right in it is also, this is what's amazing about doing a rewatch podcast, I find, is that when we were shooting it at the time, yeah, we didn't know yeah. <laughs> that didn't. any of that stuff was coming down the pipelines over the years. It's cool to go back and watch it and know. And I wonder if that was more so long form thinking on the, on the creative's part, or were we just experimenting, seeing what happened, seeing what the fans' reaction would be, seeing what works. I you think know. it was kind of feeling it out because there were things that there were seeds that were planted early on. And I was like, they're definitely going to pick up this seed. And then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. you know, I think I think there's definitely like long form thinking. But I think, you know, our writers who are all incredibly brilliant and, you know, but they're they're having to do this like so fast. I mean, they were writing this as we were going mm. and sometimes they'd have to scrap entire episodes. Like we would yeah. get a script and then they, or they, I would be pitched like a, a storyline like weeks before, like, Oh, we're going to do this. And then it would, they were like, Oh, we totally scrapped that entire. Oh yeah. You know, thing. Cause it wasn't working. It's like all about just what's working and it's not really, it's not really about the like, you know, cleverness. It's more about the like, you know, does this work as a show? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, they do a great job. They've done a great they job. They do an am yeah. amazing, <laughs> they did an amazing job. Yeah. Hats uh -huh. off. This episode also has one of my favorite lines ever, which is when Jess calls Nick Ranch to Terabithia <laughs> <laughs> because he makes children cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that movie. <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah. And it's oh, the saddest God. movie. And that book is the saddest book of all time. <laughs> Get out. I've read the book. I didn't know you were in the movie. Now we got to go do a rewatch. I've seen the movie. <laughs> do, do a rewatch. That's another podcast. Movie. I play the teacher that you're going to hate because I like, I basically take the kid away from meeting the girl. And the <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> How many times have you played a teacher? Um, gosh. I mean, just twice, I think. I realize I played a cop but maybe four times now. I think maybe people see me as teacher. In fact, like I was in Sephora the other day and two middle school girls, I was wearing a mask. So two middle school girls came up to me and were like, um, hey, what, are you a teacher at our school? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And then I was like, but I play one on TV. <laughs> and then they freaked out and ran. No, I didn't say anything. I just like, no. But no, I made my voice so that didn't. I was like, no. Sound like Batman. No, no but I no. play one on TV. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. What? Uh, uh, yeah. All right. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to play a little game called True American. Okay. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. 
is a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million? Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our show. And we're back. Yes, we are back. Guys, should we play True American? I would love yes, to. Yes, please. Welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. On this week's True American, we're playing Babysitter Survival Club. We're taking funny babysitter horror stories from the internet and giving unsolicited advice on how to manage these nightmares in the future. Mm. <laughs> All, right. All right. Who wants to take the first one? Should I do it? Should you do it? I'll do it. Okay. Numero uno. I was sitting for an eight-year-old boy. He came up to me, told me to close my eyes and hold up my hands for a surprise. This is already terrifying me, by the way. Ooh. <clears throat> he then put a cold, dead hamster in my open palms. His parents explained after my very panicked phone call that there was nothing to worry about. 
It had simply been stored in the freezer until the ground was soft enough for us to give it a proper burial. Needless to say, I did not volunteer my services again. That's from Jay Conway. Okay. Okay. Wow. Don't go into this house again. (laughs) 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 I think that dead things in the freezer. Sure. It it explains the dead hamster in the freezer, which I Mm. kind of understand ish, but like, why is he putting it in your hand? Why is yeah. he playing with it? Like, no. I expect no. that. I expect that maybe from uh, a one-year-old, maybe two. <laughs> they didn't know any better. But when yeah. you're eight years old, there's you know a lot better. of there's a lot of learning that that should have been going on in that household. And I, first of all, here's what you should have done. Okay, <laughs> should have tied that boy up. Set him outside in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is what life is like when you continue to behave this way. All right. Now bring your little ass back inside and don't ever do that again. Well, I also don't want Lamorne babysitting for yeah. me, but <laughs> I feel like babysitters get that kind of behavior though, because I'm sure his parents have told him a thousand times. No, you can't go get Keebles, the hamster out until spring has come and we can dig the ground. <laughs> So he knows he's not supposed to do it. And that babysitter doesn't know to not tell him because she doesn't even know about the hamster. Keebles. Hannah. 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 Keebles. I don't know, man. I just need a name on the spot. And Keebles came out. I like also, it. also, what we should probably re- we should probably keep a close eye on this eight year old boy, because in a That's few right. years, mm-hmm. he might be on somebody's feels- watch list. Yeah, so. I agree. R.I.P. Keebles. Okay. All right. Who wants not. to do the next one? Lamorne, you want to do the next one? Sure. <clears throat> My sister and I were babysitting this little girl who would run around in the dark and giggle like a haunted doll. <laughs> <laughs> After we put her to bed, she would sneak out, cut all the lights off and scream. When we asked her why she would do that, she said, I just wanted to scream in the dark. Not to mention her parents came home three hours later than they said they would. When they arrived home and we told them about the situation, they told us, yeah, sometimes she does that at night. So weird. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. Dylan Marie. <laughs> Listen, Dylan Marie. Run. Yeah. Far away. Yeah, that's a haunt. That's, I, yeah. I, I think th- it's weird. The parents came back three hours late. That's crazy. But the kid giggling in the dark feels like a you know, an imaginative kid to me, like maybe a little weird, but maybe the kid's okay. Um, not that I wouldn't be scared, but I've seen <laughs> the parents' behavior is more of a reason yeah. <laughs> to oh, not yeah. return them. I've seen kid. a lot of horror movies, okay? And I've seen <laughs> the 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 thing the question the recipe to this that I'm questioning is so you got the kid, right? You got the, the kid who giggles in the dark. You've you got the dark. Right. You've got, You've got the, the fact babysitting. You got the babysitting. You got the parents that aren't home. My question is, how old was the house? Because mm. they, you, these things usually happen in an old, decrepit house. That baby, when you leave, you probably I'm sure, Dylan, I'm sure everything was fine. But when you left, you realized that that baby that you were babysitting never actually existed. Oh, okay. <laughs> you freaked <Okay>. out. <laughs> <laughs> What if you it realize? does feel like the beginning of a horror movie. For yeah, sure. like at the end of the movie, you realize the parents finally come home and they're like, "We yeah. don't have a kid." What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> well, now yeah. I'm spooked. 
Yeah, that one. All right, so we take number three. All right, your turn. Yeah, it would definitely, it would definitely creep me out. But I, I, I do feel like this is on the parents for leaving them three hours extra with this kid screaming in the dark. Yeah. Uh, okay. I used to babysit. Okay, this is not me. This is a person <laughs> called Cameraman Thirteen. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I used to babysit my cousin while his parents worked. There was a day I was pretty sick. I had a fever and I couldn't keep food down. I told his mom I didn't think I should come watch him in case I got him sick. She told me she would find someone else to come and watch him, but needed me to stay with him until she found someone. I went thinking I'd only be there a couple of hours tops. Someone finally came to watch him 30 minutes before his mom got off work. The week after, I felt better and went back to babysitting, but his mom said she couldn't pay me for the day I watched him while I was sick because I left early and I got him sick as well. (laughs) Then she told me if I couldn't be reliable, she would find someone else. So I quit. Then she called two weeks later asking me to come back. I was 16. Um, This is just a story of how hard it is to find child care. (laughs) That's all that is. Also, you can't not pay someone who watches your child. That's right. That's on you. Like, that's on you. He told... This guy told you he was sick and and you didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is your relative. Yes. <laughs> this is <laughs> saying his this mom, your, the baby's mom, the kid's your mom. Aunt. It's your auntie. Your yes. Hey, why'd you yeah. just say your auntie? Not okay. You yeah. gotta pay people. Yeah, that's, that's that's not cool right there. It's, Thanksgiving it's, is the gonna problem be is it's fun for and cameraman. I think families sometimes think they, they can get away with it. That's no. right. Yeah. You gotta hold them to task. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's right. I know I gave your little boy the flu. I know he's got diarrhea <laughs> everywhere. However, where is my money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You want to take this It one, is Anna? hard when you're working and all of a sudden your kid's sick and you're like, uh, but I, uh, ha- yeah. okay, who's, uh, who's going to watch you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it was the hard hardest with COVID thing. Who's going to race over to pick nobody up nobody wants sick to watch a kid with and be COVID. exposed? Oh my gosh, yeah. Having COVID <laughs> with my I, when I had COVID, my daughter also had COVID, so that was strange. Yeah, that was strange. But mom I just was like, like here's the remote control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch TV all day. Go play. <laughs> all right, Hannah. Last one. Yeah. I babysat overnight for a family member with three kids because they had to go out of town. Whoa. The kids were great and caused no issues. All right. It was a school night, but I said we could watch a movie after they had dinner and did their homework. I set everyone up to fall asleep in front of the TV in the basement. That was a great decision because around 11 p.m., the house got hit by a tornado. Oh, my God. It was the only house on the block with damage. The kids slept through it. I got a call very early in the morning asking if I could keep them all day. The school was closed because of storm damage. I awkwardly told the kid's mom she probably needed to come home and deal with her missing roof. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot to unpack here. Well, Anonymous well, sounds like the babysitter of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the luckiest babysitter. Also, great decision. Like, I was thinking, oh, bad idea to fall asleep in front of the TV watching a movie at 11 p.m. Like, yikes. This all sounds like bad decisions. And then the tornado hit, and I was like, perfect place to be asleep when a tornado hits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. They're watching. But here's the crazy thing is that wouldn't the mom know that a tornado hit their neighborhood and she calls and says, could you just keep the kids all day? Yeah, that's crazy. Probably not. That's what I call bananas. Race home and see your babies. I've 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 lived in the Midwest most of my life, and um, you hear about the tornadoes. You get the tornado warnings. The sirens go off. Never been hit by a tornado. Knock on wood. Huh. Well, but didn't you grow up like in Chicago? Chicago for the first fourteen years of my life, like in the city, city, and then we moved out to the burbs. Oh, did where, you? Okay, where it was more open, you know, a bit more open, where tornadoes definitely. Um, yeah, because I feel like tornadoes don't generally like hit cities. I don't know why that yeah. is, but yeah, but it was you know not not too far away from us where we lived in in DuPage County, Glen Ellen. Shout out to Glen Ellen. You know, I think <laughs> I want to say there were tornadoes not too far from there, but I luckily had never been. You know, you go to friends' houses who live far away. You go and you go camping, whatever the case may be. Never been hit by a tornado, and you know, I'm very thankful for that. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I'm the type of person, though, and this is something everybody knows about me, that if I were to get hit by a tornado, I'd be the guy that lands directly on his feet right afterwards because I've great <laughs> in Oz with nine lives. Yeah, in Oz. I, I, yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd be in a different dimension, sure. But <laughs> sure, sure, you'd be wearing ruby slippers, sure, sure. <laughs> you'd be singing songs, yeah, absolutely. Okay that's that. like the origin story okay explanation that. of Winston, where he went from one storyline to another. He just kept whacked by tornadoes. <laughs> kept going to Oz. <laughs> All those tornadoes that missed you in real life hit you in the in the Winston. Oh man, um, this was fun, guys. I just want to say, if you love this podcast and you want to rock some of the merch uh, from this podcast, like and you do because they're amazing merch. It's amazing merch. Yeah, I wear it all yeah. the time. I get stopped all the time too. Yeah, be like, where'd you get yeah, that? People I'm always like, ask me how to get it. Simple, page. just link yeah. in bio. Link in bio. Link in bio, guys. Pick it up and then tag me wearing it so I can repost it because I love. Yes. I love seeing it. We like love and it. Like and subscribe, you guys. Like and subscribe. <laughs> all right, see you next <laughs> week. Five stars, guys. Five stars. We love you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel. Performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre Dorita. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, what's good? 
But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.